0: Welcome to Home Dance Film Festival, the podcast that brings a little bit of the Sundance Film Festival to you, except for today.
1: Yes, we typically discuss two movies that played at Sundance along with one non-Sundance film, but we're shaking things up once again during this holiday season, because today we are discussing the most
0: colorful
1: time of the year.
0: I'm Jessica. And I'm Dylan. That's right. A bonus episode coming at you. We're getting festive. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, breaking format. All you Sundance heads
0: just tune
1: in for all that sweet Sundance talk. So sorry. Maybe you'll get some kind of enjoyment out of
0: this. Maybe. Probably not, but do it anyway. I know that there's probably hundreds of you, and Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The numbers don't exactly bear that out, but like, (laughs) I'd like to believe... I'd like to believe. It is a season of
1: miracles. Mm, it really tis. <laughs> uh, before we dig into that, I'd like to uh, maybe just signal some kind of a late to the party jingle or whatever, because I want to talk about... I've had a, a little bit of extra time recently.
0: Late to the party!
1: Perfect. We got it. <laughs> that was not live. lie. That was a pre-prepared drop. <laughs> so we're very professional. I've been, uh, in recent weeks, working on several like, end of year projects for the website so I've been very busy but I got a few things checked off my to-do list so I've had a little bit of extra time to just kind of relax catch up on stuff enjoy myself enjoy your company it's Mm -hmm. been lovely. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one show that I've been able to catch up on that I know everyone's going to be like, okay, we're done talking about this. This was months ago it ended. But I finally got to catch up with the final season of Better Call Saul, which I will be vague about because we are still working our way through Breaking Bad together. But I'll just say as a spinoff, I was dubious when it was first announced. I was like, why do we need to uh, continue this? Vince Gilligan, you're brilliant. I think you could just do new stuff. But Once this reached the conclusion... Well, actually, as soon as, like, an episode aired, I was like, okay, I get it. But throughout its journey, it's maintained its quality, and I would be open to the suggestion that it might have bested Breaking Bad, but, uh either way they're both brilliant series and I really appreciated how the series really developed like a tertiary character from Breaking Bad into something so complex and equally as rich and the finale like how everything wrapped up was very satisfying I really loved it and I think they really pulled it off which uh, I think he's two for two for his like (laughs) most recent series so good job Vince Gilligan he's been around for a while but with this universe two for two really great Mm -hmm. and I want the world for Reyes Seahorn, Um, I think she deserves all kinds of awards and everything. She just only got her first nomination this past Emmys. She did not win. She lost to Zendaya, but hopefully the latter half of this season, which she'll be eligible for next year hopefully maybe she'll get something but she is amazing and i love her and bob odenkirk maintained his excellence throughout the series as well so i just love them together and it's just such a great show and it really ended really well so i'm glad to finally catch up on that final season and that it did not disappoint me because so few shows really just pull it off from beginning to end.
0: I'm going to be honest. I uh, did not know that you kept up with that show.
1: I mean. Or that
0: you're watching it at all. <laughs> I'm very, very sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, there's a lot you don't know about me.
0: <laughs> hey, there's a lot that you might not know about me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mostly just stuff on that I'm watching away from you because I never leave the house. But mm-hmm. I'm very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think it was excellent, and anyone who is also dubious about Breaking Bad continuing, I'm sure you six seasons in now, you've probably sampled Better Call Saul, but if not, give it a chance, because it's also amazing. Nice. So you had that to look forward to. Once we're through Breaking Bad, if you love it, you'd be like, continue.
0: Which might not ever happen. Mm,
1: Yes, because we're very... I'm keeping you from all the greatness. But until then... Would you be interested in possibly cutting a rug? I could be. Would you want to uh, holiday
0: dance? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd be ready to rock around the Christmas tree.
1: reporting for eye All new Friday, December 9th. Want to see if you want to get an exam real quick.
0: My vision's fine.
1: Huh, I'm sure it is. Bring a little more color. You know he's
0: colorblind. Really? Into your life this holiday. I've come to accept that my life will always be in black and white. You really should give them a try. My goodness, Michelle. It must feel like a whole new world. The Most, the most Colorful Time of the Year premiered on the Hallmark Channel this year. It was directed by Max McGuire and written by Alan Donahue and Keith Hemstreet. It stars Katrina Bowden, Christopher Russell, and Ava Weiss. The movie follows Ryan, an elementary school teacher who is colorblind. Michelle, an optometrist and mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life and time for the holidays. Oh, that old story again? That old song and dance? <laughs> okay. Out out of the many hallmark movies and lifetime movies that i've watched this is probably one of the most off the rails hallmark movies i've ever seen the concept alone is pretty problematic and i don't know it's just wild whenever i was going through my recordings on the friendly app that is not
1: a, a, <laughs> a, an ad. That is not an endorsement.
0: Unless they want to sponsor us. Yeah, but...
1: Friendly, reach out to us. We will even, <laughs> if you just give us a free account, we yeah. will just promote the hell out of you, <laughs> The heck out of you, because I feel you're probably a
0: family-friendly app. Oh, <laughs> you got your Lifetime, your Hallmark, your Up TV. Mm-hmm. So I was going through the info on the recording, and I saw it, and I was like, what the hell? So we had to check it out because we thought it would be a good episode to do,
1: we considered watching an actually possibly good one with our with our dude Jake Epstein, which mm. we talked about him last year on yeah, he' true king,
0: yeah, he's our chrismica king,
1: yeah, but we uh for the pod, we prioritized this one. We're still gonna get to the other one, but that's gonna be
0: for us, yeah. Like I said, this is pretty wild, this whole concept. You can tell that they're they're running out of ideas. I don't know, maybe. Or they're just like, let's try new things.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's only so many small-town bakeries that need to be saved for one season. <laughs> they need to save some more for next year.
0: Well, okay, this one is also interesting because... It takes place in one town, and it's the whole time it's in one town, Mm -hmm. and the woman is from the town, so is the man, so they're just there. It doesn't have to do with her leaving her job or... Like the new in town trope. Yeah. Look, Look at you. Because a bunch of people think that all Hallmark movies are a businesswoman from the big city comes to a small town or comes back home to her small town and quits her job or whatever. I mean, that's like a good percentage of them, but there's also a pretty big percentage that it's not that... And it's not always, like, the woman is the Scrooge or whatever and needs to learn the meaning of Christmas. It can be the, the man, which is the case for this one. Yeah. But first off, with the color blindness, like I was saying during the movie... Like, just like give you a rundown on this stuff. Break it down. Okay. Turn turn your uh, school chair around and just
1: like really wrap with this teach.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. Color blindness, as I was telling you, it's pretty rare in women because it's an X-linked gene and men only have one X chromosome, so if it's on there then they're going to get it. So it's more commonly seen in men and usually whenever they're colorblind it's usually a red green colorblindness. that's the most common one and it's really really rare to be totally colorblind which is like you see only shades of gray black white mm-hmm. that's all you see no color and hallmark chose to go with the totally rare total colorblindness. like this dude doesn't see color at all because there's like a part where you're seeing his perspective his vision and it's black and white and i was like what <laughs> What the hell?
1: Yeah. They made it clear from the beginning, whenever you see his closet, (laughs) that it's like all gray suits or like sweaters. Yeah.
0: His wardrobe is gray and white, Mm -hmm. but he wears jeans, blue jeans, because jeans are jeans, whatever they go with things. So he doesn't make a mistake. He can just choose whatever. And he always matches. He's good Mm -hmm. because he knows how to match black and white and gray and white and black and gray, I guess. Mm -hmm. But he dudes always in gray for the majority of the movie. I thought that was a completely wild thing to do. Why not just go with the most simple thing? I don't know. It was weird. Because it's
1: more impactful. Like, he's seeing the real, the bail has been lifted for him. He can finally see color and be happy. Because yeah. he's been unhappy this whole time because he can only see in black and white. Mm, problematic. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those more.
0: Also, one thing with colorblind people, but since they chose to do total colorblindness, they couldn't really do this, but usually they learn what the colors are how just how it looks to them like i was saying greens especially i think it's whenever you're red green colorblind it usually looks brown so whenever they look at things enough they can label it and learn it and be like okay this is green so whenever someone's just like hand me this green thing they're like yes because it they know what it looks like to them Mm mm-hmm Like, this dude has been, like, surviving by, like, conning a bunch of people (laughs) (laughs) his entire life. It is just wild because he's, of course, confronted the entire movie. The woman loves to mess with him Mm -hmm. because she won't just outright ask, are you colorblind? And he, for some reason, won't just say it whenever she gives him a free exam because she comes to his school to Mm -hmm. do free exams. And it's just like, you can just tell her, dude. It'll be okay. He
1: has a weird shame over, like, his justification later is just, I never wanted to bother my Parents with it because they had a hard enough life as it is, and it's just like, um, okay, weird, but whoa,
0: that's some deep therapy stuff, though, not wanting to be a burden on people,
1: yeah. But then also, you're an adult now, it's fine, the only person you're burdening is yourself,
0: yeah. It's not like people that you interact with, if you told them, they'd be like, You are a true, hideous monster, you're putting
1: a lot on me by telling me this.
0: I cannot handle this, but
1: if I ask you to hand me something that's blue, that you would say, oh, sorry, I can't. That really pains me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she kept messing with him for most of the movie and asking him, like, hey, what color is my shirt? Or can you hand me this thing that's this color? And he's like, I gotta go. But the way he
1: would do things sometimes, he would, especially, like, first with the eye chart, he guessed correctly, like, read the stuff above this green line. And he's like, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> G, R, and then went through the line. She's like, okay, good job. And and then, like, he he kept doing that later, like, in a different thing. He was like, oh, hand me this red gumdrop or whatever. It's just like, ooh, um. (laughs) Yeah, it would take a long time. (laughs) uh, Here you go. And she's like, thank you. (laughs) No one has to ramp themselves up to, like, do this. And I like how she's like, I think. He might be colorblind. You're like, no, girl, you know he's colorblind. Yeah, there is like no. Especially with the first exam. Yeah, she knew. Yeah, but she just keeps being like, I don't know, like I think he's colorblind. No one thinks about it. If they're if they're not colorblind, they're just like, oh yeah, here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it leads into more of the problematic areas where kind of the whole premise hinges on her helping him and quote unquote like making him better mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So that he can really experience Christmas. These do actually exist, but there are glasses that you can wear that the lenses allow you to see certain colors if you're colorblind, Mm -hmm. depending on what kind you have. And they do exist. They're super expensive. And she knew about a clinical trial for them, so she wants to get him in that trial so that he can wear the glasses and she can make his life better. (laughs) So in order to get into this clinical trial, she has to fill out this application. I mean, technically he has to, but she's an optometrist. She knows uh, medical ethics and everything and all that stuff applies. And she's just like, I'm just going to fill this out and turn it in. And her sister, I think is like, whoa, wait a minute. Isn't there something about ethics or whatever with this? And she's like, I don't know, whatever. It's fine. I can fill it out. Like ultimately, yes, yeah, she does fill this out, but she does talk to him before she does it, which you don't think that she's going to do. But then she turns it in. But whenever she turned it in, I was just thinking you haven't even taken a history on this guy you don't know what kind of colorblindness he has. You can't just fill out this application to get him into the trial because I'm sure they would be certain to be like, okay, only these people with this kind can do this or we have the glasses for this kind of colorblindness. And she's just like, I filled out an application and you're good. And she doesn't even know anything about him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, he teaches my daughter, like, okay, ma'am, that is not medically (laughs) relevant, but even beyond those medical ethics, which there's also, I'm not sure where this falls in, like, the doctor-patient confidentiality, but, like, she's not afraid to just tell whoever that he's colorblind, which I think would fall under that, like, don't tell people.
0: He's... (sighs) He's not technically her patient, so this is sort of a gray area. But, but she did just, a exam on him. Yeah, but he's not, like, her patient-patient officially. But it does fall into the area of just being, like, a decent human being and not spouting people's medical conditions all yeah. over the
1: place. That's true, yeah. But beyond that, he does get the glasses. <laughs> it works. And then he does suddenly put on these glasses <laughs> and boom, Color everywhere, yeah. and suddenly this Grinch of a teacher, his heart melts, and it's just like, wow! I always pretty much hated Christmas, but like now I get it. All these colors and everything, and this is just wonderful. Which the messaging behind this is just wild. It's just like not just like, hey, if you're colorblind, screw you! Like you can't enjoy Christmas, but like yeah, of course, blind people can't enjoy Christmas because they can't see the colors. Yeah, they can't really feel the Christmas spirit because they can't see it. So, screw them. Christmas is for the perfectly sighted, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: All of Christmas just depends on seeing it. It's not mm-hmm. just everything else that's not based on sight. Yeah. Just only able-bodied people can enjoy Christmas.
1: Yeah, a nice uh, ableist Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But then there are some things that they said in the movie that I was like, that's weird for Hallmark, like them picking on... America's healthcare system and being like she is trying to convince him to do the exam. Come on, it's free. When are you gonna get a free eye exam in America with our healthcare? And yeah. I was just like, Whoa, okay And then that's I was like you won't hear this on G A C shots fired at G A C Yeah. There's another point where Ryan's friend was trying to convince him to go on a date that he had arranged already and he was telling him about the woman and he did mention her good qualities and he, one of them was she's super successful and I thought that was interesting because usually, I mean, not more... I guess not now, but there's the whole thing with if the woman is too successful, the man gets intimidated and he doesn't like it. So it's like he wants her to be successful up until a point or as long as he can still be better than she is and make more money than her. But I just thought that that was kind of interesting that he said that because he was like, she's smart, she's funny and super successful. The total package.
1: Yeah. Using it as a pro. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's got it. He found that important enough to mention...
1: Yes, there's a lot of problematic stuff about this movie, and there are some interesting aspects, but it's not just the problematic things that make this an oddball watch. It's just, there are also fundamental issues with the movie as a movie, like as a hallmark rom-com. The movie has a lot going on, and it seems very overstuffed with storylines, and you're just like, why was this included in here? Because (laughs) the main lady played by Katrina Bowden, which, good to see her. I haven't uh, seen her a lot since uh, her seasons on 30 Rock Mm-hmm. Uh, at that's, CC. Right.
0: that's right that's why i
1: recognize yeah. It. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> which I, I really liked her on that show but it's good to see her back in more of like a level-headed role <laughs> like not as a uh, dumb <laughs> oh yeah I mean, that's what that character is supposed to... Dits. Yeah, yeah. kind of ditzy. But the backstory for this woman is, is of course, you have to have a, uh, a dead spouse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it just can't all be uh, divorces all the time for these people or just like
0: never found love. But it's not recently dead spouse. She's, Correct. She's had time to heal a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. Like several years, like four years ago or whatever. It was two, I'm pretty sure. Two? Yeah. Only two?
0: I'm pretty sure she said two.
1: Lightning speed. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Two years ago, her real love of her life passed away. But then she's also has this dumbass dude who she was dating several months ago who just keeps hounding her and is, mm-hmm. like, being very extra and stalkerish and weird.
0: Yeah, and the worst.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you don't need both. You can, like, have the like the dead husband who she's trying to get over or you can have the weird ex who's, like, trying to worm his way back into her life. Yeah. I don't think you really need both and then that's not even taking into account all of his kind of weird romantic stuff which he's emotionally stilted because he grew up
0: not seeing color <laughs> I was like wait are you talking about the ex or Ryan yeah uh, no uh Ryan like he yeah like all Be- of his stuff before you said the color thing
1: yeah Ryan grew up not seeing color, so he can't love yeah and he doesn't know joy so he has all kinds of like he has a thing with like you said his friend trying to set him up and then there's a like you said the gym teacher yeah who is really
0: one one uh, she wants some action yeah from ryan she was always coming on to him and being like you want to help me out with whatever and not i mean i'm not no judgment here that's fine girl you do you 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 want to get that get that tail you get it
1: yeah, go for the gold <laughs> yeah
0: but she was a factor in the whole thing, but you always have to, I mean, usually it seems like, no, I'm going through this in my head right now in real time. It seems like it's only on one side that there's like a weird X or something that comes in between them, but a lot of times they do have people on both sides that they'll see sometimes at the same time, like one after the other, like, I saw you talking to her and okay, I decided to back off and then I saw you with him or whatever. So I guess that's not unusual with the gym teacher after him, but that's like another element that you know is gonna come in.
1: Yeah. But also the date that he went on with we won't even get into this other lady who was <laughs> she was on some on some shit too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So It just kind of seemed very overstuffed. Like, yeah, the gym teacher, this other date that went whack-a-doodle, and then the other side had a dead <laughs> husband, mm-hmm. and then a, like, kind of stalkerish ex-boyfriend a who was trying... To, sex. Yeah, who was very just, like, elitist and weirdly focused on, like, financial situations. and Yeah,
0: just trying to turn any conversation with another man in front of her into a pissing contest. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was just like, this is a lot going on while also dealing with his childhood trauma, and then there's stuff with the little girl missing her dad and stuff and like wanting her mom to be and it's just like yeah there's a lot in this movie and a lot of it is not settling well
0: <laughs> yeah but it's like typical uh, hallmark kid where they're already over their dad's death they're at peace with it and they're just like i want you to be happy mommy my christmas wish was that you would get railed, <laughs> 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 that you would find a man
1: <laughs> no i think she's at the the first way <laughs> Oh, that takes us to... Yes, we're basically spoiling this whole movie. But, like, <laughs> whenever he is uh, kissing her... And it's yeah, just like,
0: the last part.
1: Yeah, when he has his glasses on him, and then he takes his glasses off. Yeah. So no longer can see color, and he's just like, you're still beautiful. Like, yeah,
0: out s- loud. <laughs> I was like,
1: dude! <laughs> it wouldn't change her. She still looks the same. She's just not in color.
0: <laughs> yeah, why would her face shape and her features change? <laughs> he wasted a good opportunity for a good line earlier, a smooth line on that, which was stupid and doesn't make sense because whenever she took him to look at the sunset mm-hmm. and he said something about beauty on earth or something, he could have said it about her, like, yeah, like you. Mm-hmm. But then he chose to say something absolutely ridiculous. Because
1: mm-hmm. whenever you're watching, like, these classic black and white movies, it's nothing but trolls because they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. not in color.
0: Yeah, whenever movies started being in color, all of a sudden it's just like, whoa, I've been looking at these trolls the whole time? Dang. (laughs) I didn't even know. Wow, these are true garbage people. (laughs) Mm But Hallmark did get a little meta with the audience because they were talking about Christmas movies. And, of course, he's never seen any Christmas movies because he doesn't watch them because he doesn't see color. So why would he watch Christmas movies? Mm -hmm. He can't enjoy them. So he was like, I don't watch Christmas movies. And then she was like, what? And kind of laughed. But then they're in a Christmas movie. Wow. Wow so could have just done a a nice quick wink to camera and been like I don't watch Christmas movies. I only star in them. Wink. (laughs) Break the fourth wall. Yeah.
1: And there's another point that I wanted to bring up. There's no good transition to this but it's just a weird thing that we were joking about. This is not to deal with the students that he has. (laughs) There's a scene where woman's daughter is giving like a presentation with the Christmas tree and they're like can we keep a Christmas tree in the uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. the room and he's like no it would be a distraction and then everyone's like oh but it's just like whenever of course uh, mom, old Michelle chimes in and it's just like why not yeah. and like gets him on board with it those kids are so amped that mm-hmm. they're going to have a Christmas
0: tree. It seems like they're like on something. Yeah they're in middle school I think so they have different classes so I'm sure other teachers decorate too so it's not like their lives are devoid of Christmas or mm-hmm. whatever and then they can go home and if they have christmas trees i don't know yeah it was weird and then like whenever she because she was doing a presentation on why we see color mm-hmm. and of course her mom was like can i stay i, I gotta see this but whenever she of course used the christmas tree in her presentation and she lights it up and the kids like freak out they're like like, wow yeah like whoa and I was just like you guys have seen a Christmas tree before come on yeah and of course she asked him about a certain color like what color do you see Mr. whatever your name is Mm -hmm. and then he's like oh uh, I don't know class is over (laughs)
1: And he's like, uh, I don't know. What do you think, class? Class. (laughs) it's just like, okay, real smooth guy over here.
0: Mm -hmm. And then luckily there's not too much time left for class. Yeah. She's all like, your classroom could use some decorations and could use some cheer. Saying that his classroom is drab, like nothing's going on. But dude had like big ass planets hanging (laughs) from the ceiling. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Okay. He's got decorations. Yeah.
1: That's probably more distracting than a Christmas tree. Yeah. Because you'd just be over there just, like, counting those rings of Saturn, baby. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, man, I want to be under Mars to get more candy bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So she was being a little bit harsh on his classroom. Otherwise, I mean, it's fair to be harsh on him because he's a goober.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not as much of a goober as her ex. So yeah.
0: She's just surrounded by goobers. bunch of dinguses.
1: I bet her dead husband was a
0: goober. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow but you're probably right I'm coming for his neck yeah
0: you're probably right though Science kept coming up in the movie, and she referenced it a couple times even after a presentation, but I was like, way to go, bringing science into this movie, and they are all hyped up on it. And that's pretty cool. She's just like, it's not magic, it's science. <laughs> so, like I said while we were watching the movie, science is the closest thing that we have to magic in our real lives.
1: So true. Well, you wouldn't be getting that on GAC
0: either. That's true. They Damn. talked a lot about science and stuff. Mm-hmm. This movie is kind of zany and oddball in the way that by having him be colorblind and then he gets these glasses and he can see color, it makes it a little bit of a fish out of water story because he's just like, I don't know what Christmas is because he's avoided it his entire life. So then she gets to teach him all these things about Christmas and show him things like, Here, let's wrap gifts and this is wrapping paper. Here are these colors. It didn't go through the whole thing of her like having to teach. Him colors, yeah. which I thought it might have been. There's only one scene where he asked about a color, what it was, and she said the wrong color. Yeah, which like, was
1: ridiculous. this is turquoise, and you're like, no,
0: it was straight up blue. Yeah. <laughs> But whenever he did get the glasses and started seeing everything, I thought it would be hilarious if they, <laughs> like, went in the direction where he suddenly just became, like, a cool kid and, like, Mr. Popular and ditched her. Like, you're not the same. And he's just like, I'm too good for you now because I can see color. <laughs> he starts just acting super weird and, like, dressing differently and, like, styling himself differently. And has, like, women all over him. And he's just like, get in line, baby.
1: <laughs> well, he tries to do that, but, like... He just doesn't realize that already all the women were into yeah. him, as people repeatedly say, like, oh, the one that all the moms
0: like. Yeah, by the daughter, she mentioned that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's All the moms are, like, all up on it. They're, like, super
0: feral around yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's another weird thing that yeah. Hallmark did with this one, just mentioning how horny all these women are. <laughs> all these uh, moms are hard up mm-hmm. I was like alright that's cool but apparently he's the only attractive teacher in the building so mm-hmm.
1: this is a random aside I was looking up to see what dude had been in mm-hmm. and there are certain things I like look out for and I like one of his top roles was on this show I believe it's called Flashpoint which I know is a Canadian show so as soon as I saw that I was like I bet he's Canadian I'm looking oh he's Canadian oh for sure
0: yeah a lot of the movies are filmed in Canada though
1: yeah but it's just always funny to me to like see certain shows I'm like oh this dude it's Canadian because this is one of the shows he's been on.
0: Yeah. They use a lot of Canadian actors.
1: Yeah. Bring an American name from mm-hmm. and then just like pair it with a random Canadian.
0: Yeah. Thank you,
1: Canada, for giving us these perfectly bland co-leads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I would seen him before in other Hallmark movies. So yeah, all in all, if you want to check out this weirdo thing, go for it. It's uh, pretty wild.
1: If you think the premise sounds crazy, it lives up to it.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, good for you! And how was it? So tell
1: me, Jessica, what is that rating system?
0: My rating system is Hallmark Product Placement. Ooh,
1: how many uh, product placements would you give this?
0: I think I'm going to give this half of a product placement out of five. A half product placement? You don't even get to see the label? No. Wow. Mm. what about you I mean I was thinking
1: about being generous and saying one but I mean yeah half sounds good to me it was fun making fun of it with you Mm -hmm. but like it's not good yeah just
0: because of how problematic it is
1: really so like entertainment value five out of five had a great time we said some really outrageous things (laughs) that we can't repeat on this podcast
0: yeah I think that's what the half product placement goes towards is just the laughs but I mean technically you could give the zero product placements true
1: (laughs) but it is what it is if you do want to check out this movie for some reason it is currently airing on hallmark i'm sure you can find it go to the hallmark app go to the wonderful friendly app (laughs) friendly the friendly service to (laughs) streamers F-R-N-D-L-Y Use promo code HOMEDANCE. There will be an error that comes up because it is not valid. But just like, maybe it'll somehow report back to them that everyone's using this cool code and they need to figure out where it came from.
0: Help us out.
1: Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of Home Dance Film Festival. Join us again in the new year when we'll be coming back to you with some more Sundance goodness, including us virtually covering the Sundance Film Festival. So we'll have some fun tidbits for you prior to that.
0: If you have any thoughts or opinions about this movie that we discussed today, you can write us at homedancepod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at homedancepod. If you enjoyed this episode, you can leave a rating or a review if you didn't like it you can just go suck a christmas ham and i'm not talking about the good kind i'm talking about a dry as hell crunchy ham (laughs) you're
1: really going insane right now jessica That's right. I'm unhinged, just like that movie. If you happen to have liked this episode best of all of our episodes, let us know. Maybe we need to change our format. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Maybe we don't need to talk about Sundance movies. Oh, no. It's all just falling apart here at the end of the year. But until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gonzalez 2 You can also find me publishing reviews almost daily on GeekVibesNation.com, as well as on YouTube, co-hosting The Video Attic with my colleague Mike Vaughn on the Geek Vibes Podcast
0: YouTube channel. And you can follow me on Twitter at JustThenZero underscore. You can also find me contributing to geekvibesnation.com. We are
1: proud to be a part of the Geek Vibes Nation podcasting network. Original music for the show is provided by Andrew Carroll, who can be found at musicbyandrewcarroll.com. Original artwork for the show is provided by Ben Belcher, who can be found on Instagram at theartofbenbelcher.
0: I've been Jessica. And I've been Dylan. Honestly, I've kind of written off Christmas and Christmas music. I mean, I've never really been able to get into it because I don't have ears.
1: My dear, push back your hair and maybe underneath you'll find the holiday ears you've been looking for.
0: Wow, you've really opened a new dimension into my world. I never would have guessed that I had ears this whole time just underneath my hair. Now I can finally enjoy Christmas and all its music the way that it was meant to be enjoyed. It truly is a Christmas miracle. Bye! Bye.